Hi and welcome to the Grandstand podcast and welcome to another episode of our off the pitch segment. They call man false name. I can play anywhere and I shine. I got more than a lot on the line. To take on a man gets right. Happy New Year to all our listeners. With this new year, we actually have an announcement to make, which is uh, that our fellow co-host Kavinka is actually leaving the show. He has left the show, so I will be hosting this episode for uh, all our episodes from now on. I'm obviously joking, Kavinka. We know that how far we worship. Uh, logs on just to hear your voice, not not even our content, just your voice. But let's uh, just say this: the host, the hosting has shifted. I'm giving you all a chance. Yes, yes, he has decided to, you know, decided to give us a chance. Finally, after years and years of begging, we've only been there for one year, though. So our fellow co-host Abhishek is a bit. Preoccupied with yeah, we'll never get an episode. Yeah, we'll episode. He is um he is preoccupied with some of his exam work. So good luck to him. He unfortunately won't be joining us today, but uh we will be talking about the English Premier League. It has been I mean it half the season now half the season has passed, so there have been lots of ups and downs in the Premier League this season. There have been standout performers, standout teams, and there have also been teams who have underperformed. And the, there's, uh, there's also been uh, some very questionable refereeing, which, uh, all of which we will go through in this episode. So I think we'll start off with our standout team. Kavinka, what do you say? Standout team? Gosh, I think it has to be Manchester City. No debate on that. As a Liverpool fan... They are, so, they've been ahead, I think, 17 times in the Premier League. Scoring really? wise. Yeah. If, they, if they've scored, if they scored first, they've always won that match. Or if That's... they've been in the lead, if they've been in the, in the lead, they've always won that match. But as a Liverpool fan, what do you think? Do you think you all can catch them? Or what, what, are, what are your so, thoughts? I don't think so. After yesterday's match, uh, we are losing Salah and Mane. Salah and Mane, ironically, were both scorers of yesterday's match at... Uh, Stamford Bridge. And by the way, we were at Playtrix yesterday. Actually, yes. not we, but like uh, I was riding solo at Playtrix yesterday. And uh, we actually caught up with a few uh, fans. And uh, this is what one fan had to say, by the way. Take a listen. I think the performance from Salah and Pulisic was to be expected. I mean, Chelsea's leaving Salah open on those wide balls. And Chelsea's also just cutting apart Liverpool on those long balls. But I think the sort of out of the blue shot was from Kovacic with that banger from the goal line. It's amazing. I applauded to it. So yeah, yeah. I think that's going to set the pace for the second half. We'll see. All right, that is Davin from the United States. He's one of my friends, and he came to watch the match. And that was about the first half. And the first half was really happening yesterday: Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, I think that was a really, really good game for a neutral. But as a Liverpool fan, as a Chelsea fan, I think they would have wanted their teams to win. Uh, but which we're going to speak about Manchester City. Uh, cities, I think City have a team, right? Liverpool have Salah and Mane and Yesdio Jota. And they have players like that. And maybe you could say Chelsea also have a team, but they've been faltering uh, here and there throughout the season. But City, man, different machine, different breed. That is... Um, that is so Sorry? true because when I when I look at Liverpool and I think I've spoken to you about this as well, 
All I see is Salah and Mane. And I, what I think is, when Liverpool lose these two players to injury or to the AFCON, which is yeah. happening now, like, what are they going to do? I, I'm <laughs> really Bended. interested to see how they how we all perform. <laughs> Bro, Minamino. Minamino. Minamino is let out from Klopp's basement. <laughs> no, that's that's the issue. Like Liverpool have tons of cash and they're not spending it, and that's totally up to Klopp and not even Klopp, but FSG, the owners of Liverpool, who frankly are not just just not doing enough as a Liverpool fan. I can see that, and they're just not doing enough. But look at City. Look at City. Like if Gundogan goes off, who do they bring? Kevin <laughs> So crazy. it's it's that crazy, right? And if if Cancelo comes off, Walk comes on. So they have depth. They have depth all round. That's what City is doing. You know, they've built a team and they're playing as a team and winning as a team. Let's move on to the best player or the most standout player this season. Uh, I, I I think I already know what your answer is, but uh, I mean, but go on. ahead. Come on, Salah, Mohammed, Mohammed Salah, like. 16 goals, he's been outrageous this season. He, he, by far, this is his best season. And, and he's been p- performing consistently ever since he came to Liverpool. You know, that 32-goal uh, season. Sorry, 33-goal season. Uh, he, did qu- he did very, very well. And now he's just, you know, halfway through there. So, he's, he has had 16 goals and... And nine assists as well. He's leading. Nine assists. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one player, I think, you know, if Liverpool were not Liverpool at this point, you know, the big cl- bigger clubs like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern would have come knocking Absolutely. on the door and snatched him up, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I have a question. I'll put you on the spot. Uh, Salah this season or Suarez 13-14? I'm going to have to go with Suarez. It might be nostalgia attacks, but... <laughs> yeah, but, Suarez. Um, Andrea. It's going to be Suarez. I, I mean, okay, let's, let's be honest here. The season is not over, so I can't really judge. Mm. Uh, but I, I agree with what you what said. You? I think Salah has been uh, Salah has been exceptional this season. Definitely his best season to date. I mean, leading mm. the leading the league in uh, in goals and assists. I mean, last player I can remember doing that was Sanchez. But this is an even better season, I would mm. say. Mm-hmm. And but but I have to mention, I have to mention. I think two other players from Manchester City who. I don't think they're highlighted the same way because they don't have the same stats as Salah, but they have been yeah. doing a tremendous job to keep City in that top position. And that is yeah. one place, Bernardo Silva, we mentioned him uh, a few episodes earlier, who's been tremendous. Yeah. And yeah. another player is, uh, is Joao Cancelo. And I think Cancelo yeah. has been the best defender in the Premier League. And he's, he has a, a good argument to be the best player in the Premier League this year when you consider where City is. In the table. Yeah, most definitely. So, He's a very versatile player. He can play DM, left back, and right back, something right which, back. Something which uh, a, a lot of players can't do. And that versatility comes, very, comes in very handy when you're in a CT team because Pep requires you to maybe play. So, so they're not playing, with, they're playing without a striker. So sometimes you might see Kevin De Bruyne playing striker. It, Absolutely, he yeah. requires that versatility and Jao Cancelo, perfect, perfect player for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola. I think let's move on to which team has uh, disappointed us the most. What Come on, team would Manchester United, bro. <laughs> Manchester United, my gosh. Um, so keep it short and sweet. 
I'm saying okay. with Ronaldo coming and you know, and yeah, Manchester United they got Sancho and like, I think we can speak about the the flops as well. And Jaden Sancho is one of them, seventy five mm. million pounds, and you're getting how many games? Yeah, I think he's one played, goal. Like, yeah, and he's barely goal, played. Barely played. Ronaldo's there. Uh, Baran, Champions League. <laughs> Champions League, Bara. Gosh, and Champions yeah, it's, League, Bara. It's, it's just playing in the Conference League. It's going to be Conference <laughs> League. <laughs> I mean, we are not be, even being biased, but as a Manchester United fan, maybe you can. You, I'm not saying Shavin, but if you're a Manchester United fan and you're if you're listening, you will agree with us that Manchester United was underperforming. They're they're very underwhelming. Cristiano Ronaldo has eight goals to his name, but that's in a side where maybe your best your next best player or arguably your best player is Bruno Fernandes. And Ronaldo, I think like um, seven of those goals are winning goals. So imagine without yeah. him, where yeah. would they be? Where would they be, bro? Oh my God. Crazy. It's very sad to, to see such players, you know, at their twilight. Even Messi at PSG is not... Yes, PSG might be doing good in the Champions League and the league, but Messi is not... And he got COVID also this morning, so... It's not. Oh the really? Best I, of, I did not. Yeah, he 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 got COVID this morning. It's it's not the best uh, time to be a Messi and Ronaldo fan because you're seeing your favorite players in the twilight years getting wasted like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Know, as a football True. fan, it hurts. Yeah, but there is my good news for Manchester United today, and that is that Harry Maguire is out, so they might win against Wolves. Uh, yeah, Phil Jones <laughs> is in. So yeah, that's my that's my flop team. Okay, so moving on to uh, the flop of the season. I'm just going to say that I call this. Yeah. I, I gave this hot take at the start of the season. And you have and... I, I've been proved wrong. Yes. Yes, that is true. Not just you. I think so many people. I said this guy would get 15 goals <laughs> and I was so sure of it. After what he did in Milan. Yeah. But... That's the thing, right? Syria is not the Premier League and not every player can perform the same way yeah. uh, in the Premier League. And I, I have, in the years that I've seen Lukaku play in the Premier League, he has oh, not been Lukaku, Yeah. And he yeah. has now changed his bio to Inter Milan on Facebook. Yes. So, I, I don't even know. Drama, drama all around. And, and the media is milking it so much. I think Sky Sports... Uh, is milking that interview because it's their interview and yeah it's it's very messy in the Chelsea camp yeah I mean I think he like he has a lot of good qualities because he's quick and powerful yeah uh, personally I don't know if he's like an exceptional finisher like I don't know if I would give him like that quality the way you can tell like a Salah or a Kane Mm-hmm. But he does finish goals. He gets himself into decent positions. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know why he hasn't been able to replicate that at Chelsea. But I, I just felt like he couldn't yeah. like replicate that in the Premier League. I think that's why I called it. And yeah. And but I, I never predicted this. You know, internal drama that's going on. Uh, it. I, I really don't know how it's going to end. I, I don't know. I just hope. Uh... I, I just wish the best for Lukaku. And if he does go to this rumor, this this is a rumor, obviously, but if he does go mm. to Spurs and join up with Antonio Antonio Conte, it's going to be a bit scary because Antonio Conte knows how to use him and 
he's True. quite frankly the only manager who has been able to unlock him and if he gets along mm. with Kane and Son oh my god it's going to be scary yeah? i think let's look at young player of the season coming to what do you think so saka esr that is emil spitro and phil foden yes i i, I think you are going to agree with that <laughs> because there are two options <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Foden to, you know, to kind of debate that, but I I agree. I think Saka and ESR have been yes. have been brilliant for Arsenal this season. I mean, Saka, especially over the last few games, has been really good, and uh, mm. Foden has been really good as well. Even though he doesn't start every game for City, mm. uh, yeah. yeah, he's been yeah he's been really good. So I think I mean, future is bright for England, right? Three young yes. English players. Yeah. Also, um, a fair shout to Conor Gallagher as well. Crystal Palace has been doing oh, top yes. stuff. He's been doing bits, and he's a Chelsea loanee. So mm. all you Chelsea fans can get excited about that as well. Is Gallagher English player or is he like he, English? Oh wow! So yeah, more good news for English fans, I, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. So shall we? Let's get your top four predictions. Top four predictions, obviously City uh, in this order actually. Yeah. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Nice. I'm gonna say Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Is that what you said as well, or did you put Chelsea yes. second? No, I I put Chelsea third. Yeah, because I think Chelsea is a. Uh, They played well yesterday, but I think they're in a bit of a turmoil with the whole dressing room situation. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think Liverpool make it through these Afcon fixtures and they sort it out and they get second place. And I fingers crossed. I hope Arsenal can can hold on to fourth. Yeah. So that and what, that would be. What about relegation? My relegation picks would be Norwich. Newcastle and Burnley, as it stands. I'm gonna say Southampton, That's Newcastle, good. and Norwich because of the fixtures that Southampton have next. So they have to play okay. City and United as well as Tottenham. I think in the next few uh, game weeks. So okay. if those three matches, they are gonna go to the bottom of the table, and I don't know if they'll really recover. And they'll play Everton after that. So oh, yeah, that's going to be my pick. That is yeah. All right, and yeah. uh, I think we can jump on to just a maybe a two-minute talk of the officiating this season because yes, a lot of people have been saying that the Premier League's credibility and popularity is diminishing thanks to its inconsistent use of VAR and inconsistent refereeing decisions. I mean, so you. Been a victim, or your team has been a victim to that in uh, in Saturday's game Absolutely. versus Manchester City. Over the last four five seasons, I would say especially like refereeing has been so bad in the Premier League, and VAR has not made it any better. Like the clarity of decisions, the clarity of the the way decisions are given in VAR is is so unclear. Like similar yeah. decisions are given, uh, you know, different punishments. And uh, you know the the best way to look at this is if you if you watch Star Sports, the Star Sports football segment after a match, mm. there is a referee explaining the decisions in the match. 
Like that shouldn't yeah. happen. There shouldn't be a referee explaining why this decision was given. When you look at a decision, there should be clarity as to you know this is this is a foul or this is not a foul. And uh, yeah. Martin Odegaard was fouled by Edison in in the game uh, within the penalty box uh, on Saturday. And in my opinion, unbiasedly, I thought that was a clear penalty, but it wasn't given. And similarly, Bernardo Silva was given a very questionable penalty. So how these decisions are taken, I I don't know. I, and I'm, I mean, see, you and I have been watching football for quite a long time, right? I think over mm-hmm. 10, 11 years, I would say. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that there is no, that we don't understand how this works is, it's a bit strange, I would say. I, I heard this in, a, in another podcast that I listened to called the Ask Blog podcast. And they shared some information which yeah. I didn't know. And I just want to educate our viewers as well. So the refereeing body, uh, the, the Association of Referees, I'm not sure what it's exactly called, but the Association of Referees in England is not accountable to any footballing body. So they're not accountable to the FA, they're not accountable to the Premier League, they're not accountable mm-hmm. to UEFA or anything. They are an independent body which is basically hired by the Premier League to referee. Now, this is such a strange concept, right? How can referees who play a crucial role not be accountable? Like, it, it's so strange. And I think this is, it's a large problem that has to be fixed systematically. So, uh, I think that concludes our off-the-pitch episode for today. We discussed quite a lot of Premier League action. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, hope you have a great week ahead and see you next Monday. See you guys and yeah, anywhere. They call man false name.